Their career took a major hit when Tableau's reputation and public persona got swallowed up in the online rumor mill. To get the full gist of what happened, you really need to listen to the podcast Authentic, the Story of Tableau. Yes, I'm pretty much making a podcast about another podcast. It's fine. Authentic is an investigative journalism podcast produced by Vice Media and iHeartRadio. Tableau himself keeps referring to it on Twitter as a K-pop true crime podcast. But to get a taste of what happened, let's dive into the Stanford Magazine article, The Persecution of Daniel Lee. Before we get into the article, please be advised that the story is about internet bullying, threats, I quote a little bit of salty language, which may not be fully appropriate for small children. So please take care. The article was written in 2011 by Joshua Davis for Stanford Magazine, the magazine for Stanford University alumni. This is relevant because one of the alumnus of Stanford is Tableau, class of 2002. Back then, he was known by his real name, Daniel. I will refer to him throughout this podcast as Tableau for the sake of clarity and understanding. As the Stanford Magazine article was written way back in 2011, the article is, granted, pretty dated. But it was also written at the height of everything going on with Tableau's scandal. The article was written in the midst of having his life shattered by an internet rumor that he never actually graduated from Stanford as he had said he had. Sounds like not that big of a rumor, but you may be surprised to know just how invested some of his online haters were. And spoiler alert, he did graduate from Stanford. The writer of the article, Joshua Davis, mentions that Tableau's parents were not exactly dreaming of a famous rapper for a son. They were hoping that Tableau would pursue something more serious and something that would be considered more traditionally successful. Davis then goes into some of Epic High's surprising and amazing initial commercial success. As was previously mentioned, hip-hop was not yet as mainstream in Korea as it is now. Davis writes, quote, In March 2010, Epic High became the first Korean group to reach number one on the iTunes U.S. hip-hop sales chart, topping Jay-Z, Kanye West, and the Black Eyed Peas, end quote. So you can see why and how Epic High inspired rappers and other musicians that came after them. Tableau even raps in the song Rosario from 2021, quote, I paved the way for everyone that is paving the way, end quote. Now back to Davis's article. Tableau married the famous actress Kang Hyejong in 2009. She may be best known for her role in the film Old Boy. Davis also notes that around this time in Korea, scandals started cropping up as to whether some people in Korea were fraudulently claiming to have earned certain prestigious academic degrees. It came to light that a museum curator had faked her doctoral art degree from Yale University. And if you're wondering, well, is that really that big of a deal? The Korean justice system thought so the curator went to jail for forgery for this very act. So while this was all happening, Tableau was at a point in his career where he was really successful and he was on TV a lot. No, he wasn't on The Return of Superman yet. I know some of you may have seen him on there. Sometimes on these TV shows, he talk about how he had graduated from Stanford University. He had been in a program where he earned both a bachelor's degree and a master's degree, all in only three and a half years. He also wrote a book during that time, Pieces of You. And don't you worry, we will be having an episode on that book. Now in comes Tajinyo. Tajinyo is the word commonly used to refer to this scandal, and it comes from the name of an online forum created to question the claim that Tableau had graduated from Stanford as he had said on TV. Tajinyo is a shortened version, an abbreviation if you will, 
of a phrase that, according to the article, translates to, quote, we request the truth from Tableau, end quote. When you shorten the Korean version of that phrase, you get tadinyo. The crux of the rumor that Tableau was lying about his degree appears to be based on the disbelief that someone could complete two degrees from such a highly regarded university in so short of a time. So like, okay, who cares? So what? There are haters all over the internet complaining about something or other all the time, pretty much since the dawn of the internet. But the difference is, this particular forum, Tajinyo, amassed hundreds of thousands of users. Who has the time? 200,000 people did, apparently. The Tajinyo users decided to become private detectives about Tableau's degree. They obsessively started digging into Tableau's past, which, to a certain extent, seems understandable, being that he's a public figure and all. But they were doing very deep dives, and they started talking about Kong Hejong, who had married Tableau, wondering why she would marry someone like him. Tajinyo members started contacting Stanford University itself to try and confirm the quote-unquote truth, to the point where Stanford had to release an official statement. The statement aligned with Tableau's story. I'll quote Stanford's statement as written in the article. Quote, Daniel Sonung Lee entered Stanford University in the autumn quarter of 1998-99 and graduated with a BA in English and an MA in English in 2002. Any suggestions, speculations, or innuendos to the contrary are patently false. Daniel Sonung Lee is an alumnus in good standing of Stanford University, end quote. But this official university statement did basically nothing to stop Tajinyo. If anything, it seems to have intensified the conspiracy theories. They thought that maybe a different Daniel Lee graduated Stanford, and that Tableau had paid him to let him say that he was the Dan Lee who graduated from Stanford. We already learned about Kang Hye-jung, Tableau's wife, becoming a Tajinyo target, but it got worse from there. The rest of Tableau's family also became targets of people who just simply could not accept a basic truth. Davis writes the following chilling quotes from Tajinyo users from this time. Quote, Can anybody give me the phone number of Tableau's mom's hair salon? Wrote one internet user. I would like to ask her how it feels to be a criminal. Davis describes a phone call that Tableau's mom received at dinner one night. Quote, You're a whore, he said. You and your family should leave Korea. End quote. Tableau's elder brother, David, also was scrutinized as he had started, but never finished, a master's degree from Columbia University. You should definitely listen to Authentic, the podcast, to learn more about David's story, which itself is interesting. The Stanford article states that David's life was threatened and he was fired from his job as a result of being targeted by Tajinyo. So let's take a quick break here to think about everything that's happened so far. One minute, Tableau's on top of the world, a successful artist and entertainer. Haters and anti-fans started an internet rumor about him, and it probably wasn't even the first one, just given how successful he was by that time. He marries another successful celebrity, and things are going great. But then this internet rumor, which was about him potentially falsifying a degree, not like murdering anyone, spiraled out of control. Trying to meet the demands of the internet forums and provide proof of his claims wasn't working. In fact, it seemed to just exacerbate everything, and now his family, who, other than his wife, did not sign up for a celebrity's life, were being threatened with bodily harm. Imagine the amount of stress that would create. It's one thing if people come for you, but coming after your family? So many lines were being crossed by people hiding behind the anonymity provided by a computer screen and a username. At this point in time, Epic High was under Ulim Entertainment. 
Tableau did not feel that they were sufficiently protecting him. Nowadays, you often see on Twitter so many fans demanding that companies protect their artists from mistreatment. But back then, Tableau was the one having to request support from his company. While this was all going on, Tableau and Hyejong welcomed their baby girl Haru into the family. Some of you may know her as a precocious toddler on the popular TV show Return of Superman. Tableau refers to her as his best friend. But 12 years ago, when Tableau was going through all of this stress, she was just a newborn. Tableau recalls noticing getting strange looks from people in the hospital and other people around him at the time that Haru was born. Maybe you think he was just being paranoid, but think about it. The guy was on TV a lot. He was married to a high-profile woman. News of the birth of his daughter would have been out there. And it's not like he could roam around without being noticed. And if you've ever been somewhere and noticed someone giving you a weird look or somehow just seeming to not like you, then you know that it's within the realm of possibility that people really were giving Tableau the stink eye and he noticed it. Davis quotes Tableau as saying, quote, It was like I had stepped into the middle of a modern day witch hunt, end quote. Something else that came up in the midst of all of this is that Tableau has never completed the two-year military service that Korean men are expected to complete, but that's because he was exempted from doing so based on his Canadian citizenship. Meanwhile, DJ Tukuts and Mithra Jin, the other two members from Epic High, did complete their service as was required of them. The fact that Tableau didn't serve the military became further fodder for Tajinyo as evidence that Tableau was somehow a liar and a cheat, even though he was not required to go to the military in the first place. So to counter the claims that he somehow dodged military service, Tableau even produced his Canadian citizenship papers to the media, only to get accused of forgery. The Stanford Magazine article quotes Tableau as saying, quote, I was doing everything they asked and it was never good enough, Lee says. That's when I realized that they weren't looking for answers. They just wanted to destroy me, end quote. Ta Jin-yo, in their incessant digging, managed to find someone named Daniel Lee who had graduated Stanford the same year as Tableau and who they could point to as the person who they claimed took money from Tableau so that Tableau could essentially pose as him. That Daniel Lee denies those claims, by the way. They started harassing the other Dan Lee, and the shape that the conspiracy theory now took was that Tableau was faking not the degree, but his identity. Tableau did have his supporters, particularly some of his classmates from his Stanford days. His former roommate, who was also working and living in Korea when this scandal broke out, reached out to Stanford Club of Korea, thinking that if the group issued a statement supporting Tableau and backing up his claims, it would help. But other members of the club were not so sure that this would be a good idea. So in the end, the club did not issue any kind of statement. Tableau's former roommate and other supporters then started a Facebook group to show their support for him, which, as you might expect, didn't really do much to sway Tajinyo. In the authentic podcast, friends of Tableau's talk about how all of this stress was affecting him. I can't imagine how despondent he must have felt over people being in such a furor over this rumor. What I do know is that Tableau was incredibly persistent in trying to clear his name. I feel like if this had been me, I would have just moved to some island somewhere and called it a day. But he allowed a television crew to follow him to Stanford's campus, where he requested a copy of his transcript at the registrar's office while on camera. The transcript was indeed on file at the registrar's office. After this television show aired, Tableau had to take legal action against his online accusers. There was one Tajinyo user who had behaved the most egregiously, who went by the screen name What Becomes. At this point, the law was involved, so the police summoned What Becomes, who was a Korean-American businessman living in Chicago, to Korea, 
which he refused. Like, can you do that? I don't know. He did that. A whole police investigation as to whether or not you're lying about your college degree seems extremely extra, but also makes sense in this context. Some of those Tajinyo members were threatening Tableau and his family with violence. Since What Becomes did not respond to the summons, Korean police issued an international warrant for his arrest, which at the time that the Stanford article was written was also disregarded. A Wired Magazine article from 2012, also written by Joshua Davis, who wrote the Stanford Magazine piece, elaborates further on What Becomes. The Wired article states, quote, Undaunted, What Becomes began to incite his mob to violence. He said his aim was to make Tableau and his family go crazy, and he threatened to kill all of them. We have to beat the shit out of these swindler dogs in order to taste the truth, he wrote, going on to encourage others to target Lee's family, end quote. Also in Wired, Davis describes what becomes as someone who, quote, had two daughters, one of whom had attended Johns Hopkins. Both were doctors now. In the statements to the media, he took responsibility for the attacks, arguing that those who forge degrees from prestigious schools are hurting honest young people. It appeared that he was just a father who had gotten wildly upset at a perceived injustice, end quote. I will read here another excerpt from the Stanford article, quote, to outside observers, the case was closed. At a cabinet meeting, Korean President Lee Myung-bak stated that what happened to Lee was a witch hunt that should never happen again. Ashton Kutcher, who follows Lee on Twitter, chimed in. Time to kill the evil eye on this guy, he tweeted, end quote. Oh, okay, Ashton and Tableau are friends? Wow. The Stanford article ends kind of with a note of despair. Tableau is still in a really bad place. This was only 2011, after all. He's completely shaken by the events that took place with the start of that online rumor. He's not sure if he'll be able to perform again, but the article does end with him giving a talk to Stanford students in California, so there's a little bit of hope in the ending. It's been 11 years now since the Stanford article came out, but what's happened to Tableau since then? Tableau and Epic High are still here, still thriving in entertainment despite everything. Even though I wish that what happened to Tableau, his family, and to Epic High never happened in the first place, I'm glad that the anti-fans couldn't ruin his career the way that they had planned. The Wired article I mentioned earlier quotes Tableau back in 2012. Quote, They're saying I'm not me, and I can't convince them I am, he mumbled. It's like I'm living in a Kafka novel. End quote. If you're interested in this Tajinyo story, you should also check out that Wired article from 2012 by the same writer. The link will be in the show notes and on my blog. The Wired article also sheds some light onto the role that Tableau's cousin may have played in this whole thing. You can check out both the Wired article and the Authentic podcast for way more details on this. Family dynamics, am I right? In 2011, Kang Hyejong, Tableau's wife, got Tableau a meeting with a company who represented her, YG Entertainment. Ever heard of him? In 2011, he released his solo album, Fever's End, Part 1 and Part 2. Fever's End is so emotional. You can hear the sadness and a bit of the bitterness throughout. Tableau is already a super emo guy. His lyrics can be really emotionally raw, which is why I think he and Epic High are so popular. Fever's End was positively received. It, quote, reached number two on the Billboard World Albums chart and hit number one on the iTunes hip-hop charts in the U.S. and Canada, end quote, according to the Wired article. In 2012, Tableau's father, Yi Gu, sadly passed away. Tableau strongly believes that his father's health was impacted so severely by the Tajinyo scandal that it was a contributing factor to his death. Also in 2012, some of the members of Tajinyo sued by Tableau were sentenced to jail. 
KBS World reported, quote, Members Wan and Lee were sentenced to 10-month prison terms for defamation at the Seoul Central District Court on July 6. Six other members were given 8 to 10 months in prison, albeit with a two-year suspension, end quote. A Yonhap News article quotes the judge from the Tajinyo case, quote, The defendants maliciously spread false information for a long period of time, even after university documents proved the singer had earned the degrees. Judge Park Gwangun said in a ruling, adding that their indiscriminate slander also hurt the singer's activities and harmed his family. During the trials, the victim's father passed away, he added. Severe punishment is inevitable in order to deter similar crimes in the future, end quote. Tableau and his young daughter, Haru, were on the popular reality series The Return of Superman, sometimes known as Superman Returns. The series aired in 2013. That's actually where I first saw him, being a doting dad to little Haru a little girl who was so funny without even trying. I had no idea about all the Tajinyo stuff until way, way after I'd watched them on Return of Superman. In 2014, Epic High collaborated with other rappers for the song Born Hater. It features winners Mino, Icons Bobby and former member B.I., Benzino, and Verbal Jint, with a non-singing cameo from Card Somin. If you haven't seen it, check my blog. I posted it on there. In 2016, Epic High was the first major Korean act to play Coachella. An indie Korean group called EE played Coachella back in 2011. Epic High were invited back to play Coachella in 2020, but after that was canceled due to the pandemic, they ended up performing at Coachella again this year in 2022. Eric Nam, solo Korean-American K-pop idol, and Tableau collaborated with the American singer Gallant in 2017 for the song Cave Me In. Love that song. I'll post the video on my blog. In 2019, Tableau came out with the Tableau podcast under Dive Studios, a company co-founded by Eric Nam and Eric's brother, Brian Nam. Eddie Nam, their other brother, is Epic High's and Eric Nam's manager. The Tableau podcast was mostly just dad rants from Tableau, which made it very entertaining and kind of absurd. Dive Studios went on to create an app called Mindset, where entertainers, including K-pop celebrities, provide advice and share their own experiences with mental health struggles. As we've already mentioned here, mental health is not a topic that Epic High ever really shied away from. The most recent Epic High album, Epic High is Here Part 2, includes incredibly emotional songs that do not seem unrelated to Tajinyo. And of course, in 2022, Authentic The Story of Tableau podcast series came out. Tableau told Complex Magazine the following about the Tajinyo scandal and the reason why he decided to participate in the Authentic podcast. Quote, It's not an easy story for me to tell. As a result of the story, I almost lost my life. I lost a family member, and all of that is irreversible. I had spent more than 10 years not wanting to talk about it. But I feel like, first and foremost, my daughter is 11, about to turn 12. She is living in a world where it's impossible for her to not be online. I just wanted to make sure that there was a body of work that she could listen to if, God forbid, something even remotely similar to that, or even a tiny fraction of that, happens to her. I would hope that she could listen to her dad's story and maybe it'll help her through it. Then also to all of my fans who have a huge presence online, I wanted them to be able to prepare because it's called Authentic, the story of Tableau. But sadly, it's not the story of me. It's literally the story of everyone living in 2022, even if it seems like something that just couldn't possibly happen to you. It very well could, end quote. For those of you listening to this who are not fully aware of Tableau's story previously, I hope you took away a feeling of hope from all of this. That's what I felt when I learned about Tableau's story. Over and over again, I thought, oh man, how could Tableau keep going on? 
How, knowing that people are like this, can he keep being out in the public spotlight? I hope, too, that you will think twice before talking about people both in person and online. You can see how damaging it could potentially be. You can see how something so small could snowball into something enormous. Please come back to our bookshelf for episode two of this season, especially after you've listened to the podcast Authentic, the Story of Tableau. It's such a well-produced show and was even named by Vulture as one of the top podcasts of 2022 so far. The next episode of K-Pop Bookshelf, I will be joined by my friend Linda, and we will be discussing our thoughts and initial reactions to the Authentic series. We already recorded the conversation, and I have to say, it was so interesting, and Linda had such great insight. You definitely don't want to miss that. As a reminder, you can reach me on social media on Instagram at kpopbookshelfpod and on Twitter at kpopbookshelf. You can also email me at kpopbookshelfpod at gmail.com. Be sure to check my blog to see the sources I used for researching this episode. The links in my bio and the show notes will take you there. Special thanks to AO for designing my blog. As always, if you enjoyed today's episode, please tell a friend about this podcast. Okay, thanks. Bye.